Welcome to The Do Zone, where entrepreneurs go to get things done. I'm your host, Josh Thomas. You can find me on all social media at JT Literally. Each week, I bring on experts from a variety of backgrounds to share their secrets on how to optimize performance so you can take massive action and crush your goals. If you want help to bring in quick cash and wins for your business in as little as the next seven days, I'm going to give you a simple framework that has worked for me and my clients time and time again at no cost to you. Go to factor1.io now and enter your email address for immediate access. Once again, that's factor1.io. Today's guest is Dr. Sean Richardson. Sean's unique experience working with leaders to get more out of their teams in high pressure environments and positions him at the forefront of behavioral high performance. A PhD in the psychology of excellence, specifically focused on understanding how to respond to stress and burnout and maintain peak performance in high-pressure environments. Sean intuitively understands what starts and stops people from succeeding. Awesome. Sean, welcome to the Do Zone. Tell us something you believe is the key to getting stuff done that most people wouldn't think of. All right. Thanks. Well, uh, really counterintuitively, it comes down to accepting that uh, you don't want to get stuff done. <laughs> so I, I could probably I could probably go a little deeper on that, but Please. basically what happens is that there's you know we have part, as a psychologist I can tell you that you know we have part of our brain that one of the survival mechanisms is to conserve energy. Uh, Daniel Kahneman, who's you know he's he's is a, a Nobel Prize uh, Prize winning psychologist, done a lot of research on you know the subtleties of brain science and how the brain activates in different situations and problem solving and you know determine that we can see we can predict uh what he calls the law of least effort is that you can imagine if you lived in a primitive world conserving energy not giving your effort to a task that wasn't absolutely necessary for survival is a survival response you don't want to waste energy if you're um, you know, running from predators, hunting animals, and and trying to just survive. So it's really counterintuitive. But what we what I find is just coming to an acceptance that procrastination, lack of accountability, not wanting to do stuff, being unmotivated is actually built into your brain, and uh, complacency is is hardwired basically. So if you come to accept that, you don't beat yourself up for when you're feeling unmotivated and you don't feel like doing anything. Now, the cool part is that's only part of our brain. And we have another part of our brain, particularly our new, our prefrontal cortex, with which you can override those feelings. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people I meet when it comes to productivity and getting stuff done, they kind of get caught up in, oh, I'm unmotivated. And they're looking for some quick fix or something else instead of just accepting. That's just part of being human. Don't make it wrong. If you judge yourself for it, then you kind of own it. And then you feel bad and you feel bad. And then you don't feel like doing the task because it makes you feel bad. So it's sort of counterintuitive, but you're really accepting that it's normal and then figuring out a different mindset to really replace it with, which is I'm going to overcome that. I'm going to be better than that. I'm going to be bigger than that. And you really have to tap into your, your purpose and what drives you to overcome that. So that's sort of a, a long winded response. But yeah, just accept that it's normal. Sean, I, I, I have to tell you, you have no idea about this. Sean and I have not met before like the last five minutes. Uh, and most of that five minutes was spending spent getting the audio set up. But uh, this is the exact message that I share, except with without the 
obviously the training and pedigree and, and certifications behind it, but our brains are pre-wired to conserve energy in case we have to expend it to avoid a threat or escape a threat. Yeah. And we're also pre-wired and, and you can maybe speak to this. We're, we're also pre-wired to uh, engorge ourselves with carbs and fat so that we have energy stores in case of famine and we can't find yeah. food for the next six months or something. It's yeah, all that caveman go. mentality because our brains haven't had an upgrade in a couple hundred thousand years. Yeah, that's right, man. Uh, you just like as you were speaking, my my heart skipped a beat because it's 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 one of those things as as an entrepreneur who has worked with thousands of entrepreneurs. The reason we don't get things done is because we're wired not to succeed. We're wired for protection. Success requires yeah. risk and expansion of effort. And if you don't want to expend that effort to take the risk, you got to stay in the cave and get fat. Yeah. Exactly. And and certainly, um, you know, expending effort in pursuit of anything more than survival is is what we call abnormal. So I work with professional sports teams and we have a pretty strong discussion around normal versus abnormal. So we've normalized procrastination, lack of accountability. If you're a, if you're an elite athlete and, you know, all your in your in your mid mid 20s, or early 20s and all your friends outside of sport are out there having a good time, having a few drinks, going out late at night, basically just doing the, the college thing and enjoying life. It, you know, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. That's, that's pretty normal. And to, to make it to the professional levels of sport, you've got to be abnormal. You've got to make a lot of sacrifices. You've got to give things up, but those, but it's interesting. Once you get into that higher upper echelon, we actually even distinguish, you might be abnormal next to your, to your mates who, who uh, are out there partying and having fun and not taking care of their bodies and their minds. But you're actually now normal in a, in a much smaller pool. And if you really want to be a high performer, you have to be abnormal in that small pool, which is kind of the next level. And this is where you, you love the stories of, of Tom Brady and Kobe Bryant and Conor McGregor. And you kind of get to that point where you understand that, like, that, that super elite level the greatest of all time of any athlete is an, is another level. So, you know, we can talk about accepting normality and getting productive, but if you really want to talk about true high performance, um, it's, it's way, 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 way beyond normal. And you, you really have to do a lot of work with the mind to overcome that normality. So when we talk about that hardwired, sit in the cave, not do anything, it's, if you want to be a high performance more than just getting out of the cave, it's, um, it, it's next level of, uh, of really building this up. And, and you're starting to see that these days across sports with athletes and, and how much they're doing work with, uh, with psychologists. I, I'm curious, since just, since you started kind of on that, on that path here, uh, you have some counterintuitive tips for flipping the script on feeling unmotivated and procrastinating. Yep. The first, the first big switch that we have to flip is obviously accept the fact that you are pre-wired to put things off because it's unnecessary uh, expenditure of energy. Okay. Yeah. That's a survival instinct. Got it. But once we embrace that and we say, Hey, look, don't feel bad about it. That's just your human beingness. You know, that's people yeah. being people. What are some steps that we can take to really turn things around and take control of this and own it? 
Well, I think the 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 big one really um, the the biggest flipping the script has to do with how you deal with setbacks and failure. And you know, if you're an entrepreneur and you're building your business, there's going to be a lot of failure along the way. There's going to be a lot of setbacks. There's going to be a lot of anticipation of, hey, this isn't going to work out. I didn't get good results in the past. How am I going to get results in the future? So our relationship to results is very important. And you know, when you when you put yourself out there and you give 100% effort and you don't get a result. So whether, you know, that's your latest marketing campaign and, you know, it's crickets, like nothing comes in, you don't get any leads or, you know, if you're an athlete and you've, you've, you've tried to, to, to make selection for the, for the top team and, and you keep not making it, whatever it is, there's no doubt that that failure, that rejection leaves you in that emotional state. So it's, you could say a state of disappointment or maybe a state of pain. And, you know, we talk about the brain wiring, the brain wants to avoid that again in the future. So it says, well, don't go there again. Right. And, and so a lot of times I find with, even in, even in my field of sport performance psychology, that the advice is often, you know, you've got to be able to get calm and find a way to let go of your failures and put them in the past. And I actually found far more powerful actually is, as you said, to flip the script is to go, how can failures be motivating? What can I do with a failure? How can I think, what's my mindset about a failure where I can flip the script on it so that, I, so that I'm actually, when it happens, I get a little spark of motivation. And instead of that upset, avoidance, disappointment, I might get a little, a little bit of that no, no matter what. I'm always gonna feel a little bit of emotion around it, but how can I flip that very quickly into something that's motivating? And I call it the opportunity mindset. And it's what's the opportunity in the failure? And, and so, you know, I get someone come to me and say, oh, I, I, I've, got, I've been working on, I've been meditating, I'm working on my breathing. I'm trying to, I'm trying to let go of trying to get past those setbacks, those failures. And I said, well, consider this. And I asked that, I asked that question, how can failure be motivating for you? Because once something's motivating, at least, because now we talk about your different parts of your brain, right? So your primitive brain is always holding you back. But we have this amazing prefrontal cortex, our creative brain, our thinking and our imaginative brain that allows us to, to if we train it and practice it a lot, we can overcome that primitive brain. So I said, well, what can you, what's a thought process can help you there? And they go, oh, you know, um, usually people come to some insight that, Failure is an opportunity to learn or grow. Okay, well, that's pretty good. But even more than that, and this is probably, I'll, I'll give you a story just more from professional sport, but if you're trying to make the Super Bowl, and, and over here in Australia, it's the grand final and of football, and you're, you know, you're, you're a young player and you've never played in one before. So if you can think, and you've, you've, you're, you're, you've got your debut, you're going out there, you're playing your first game, and, and you're really worried about failing. And I like to ask, do you think you're going to be perfect in your career? Are you going to be perfect as an entrepreneur? Are you going to succeed at every campaign, every pitch, every idea that you try to bring to market? Is it going to work? Is, is every moment of, of your sports career be perfect? And the answer is absolutely not. So it's going to be riddled with failure. So we come to accept that to begin with. But what do you want to be good at? Do you want failure to knock you flat or do you want to be good at bouncing back from it? The only way to be good at bouncing back from failure is actually to practice bouncing back from failure. And then 
the only way to be good at like bouncing and, and when is failure the worst? When can you imagine your worst failures? And when do you most need to bounce back is when it's most important to you. Well, if you're going to the Super Bowl and you know, you've, you've, you've dropped your receiver and you drop the pass or, you know, in, in, in our game over here, you, you missed that shot at goal or you, you're a defender and you had a shot kicked against you and the other team's up and you're now at the Super Bowl or you're at the grand final, that pressure your, where's your mind and your emotions going to be in those circumstances? If you haven't practiced bouncing back from failure when it didn't matter as much, you're not mm -hmm. going to be ready for that moment when it matters most. So it's right. really kind of just flipping that script going, all oh, right. So when a failure happens, I mean, you don't love it, but you sit there and go, all right, I'm motivated because this is my chance to practice bouncing back. It's a as rep. As fast as I can. It's yeah. another rep. Yeah. Let's get, let's get the reps in on this. Uh, yeah. and, and what I'm hearing when you're saying that is, um, there's a lot of guys, uh, and, and athletes and entrepreneurs really have a lot of things in common Yeah, uh, because it just takes an extraordinary amount of effort and focus and training when everybody else is doing something else, you yep. gotta be doing one thing. And, uh, what I'm hearing when you're saying that is entrepreneurs tend to gather a lot of information and make sure that they've got everything just right. And figuring out, okay, this is the path that's going to have the least risk. And I'm probably not going to mess this up. And I'm just going to get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. And I've spent a lot of time at this point. I've invested a lot of time and energy on whatever this thing is. And then I get up to the line and I fall. Yeah. And what happens then is now I'm looking back at all of that time and energy that I just invested. And I'm like, dang it. I knew I couldn't do this. I always screw this up. I'm going to have to go back to the drawing board. I can't take another risk. Yeah. Whereas the other guy who says, hmm, that seems like a good idea. Let's give it a shot. And then he trips and he's like, whoop, whoop. He trips three or four times and he's like, no, wait. I, all right. I got it. Here we go. And he's done. He's already 10, 10 miles ahead of you because he didn't let that failure weigh so much. That, exactly. I you were talking. Yeah. And, and it's like what you use the word risk. And for me, it's that um, failure can either teach you risk aversion, which interestingly is a vicious cycle. Because when you have risk aversion, you don't, you're, you're cautious. So you hold back, you conserve that bit of energy, you don't go 100%. And then because of that, the, the little bit less effort given to your process or whatever is going to get you to success means that you're more likely to fail again in the future and be, becomes a self-perpetuating thing. Whereas, you know, I've talked to a lot of athletes where the mindset before you even go in is fail going 100%. I mean, if you're going to fail, because it's going to happen at some point, you might as well do it going all out. Fail going 100%. I love that, man. And so uh, tell me tell me this, Sean, uh, a, a little bit more about what you're doing, uh, yep. what you want to share with the world and how people can learn more about you. Yeah, look, uh, it's sort of interesting. I'm I. Uh, I, so I, I split my time between business and pro sports. So worked in professional football and Olympic sport for 22 years, helping teams and athletes to build cultures of high performance and individuals to to find out how to get the best out of themselves in those high pressure environments as, as an athlete. And then in business, I do something similar. I do mostly executive coaching where I'm working with executives and entrepreneurs on how to how to build themselves to be the best leaders they can be, how to build cultures of excellence in their teams. And um, yeah, I've been doing that for, for a long time. I'm actually looking in the new year at building a bit of an academy 
um, probably more for junior and college level athletes who want to go pro. So I've got 20, 22 years of experience now working with the pros. And I think there's a fair bit of knowledge there to help those who want to get that accelerated jump start. So that's coming down the pipeline, which is, which is something that I, I, uh, it's not out there public yet, but I'm, I'm really, really kind of getting excited about is, is building something to, to make a difference to those young athletes, give them that, that accelerated start on the, on the, the mental side and really the whole picture of being an elite professional from someone who's been working with them for, for 22 years. So that's coming down the pipeline. I'm, I, um, I've, I've, I wrote my PhD on, 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 uh, dealing with stress and burnout and overtraining stuff in high pressure environments. And, um, I've got a whole website dedicated to that called energy health, energyhealthinc.com. And so you can find stuff about me on there and you can find me on LinkedIn, but, uh, that's, that's me. Um, I'm mostly just working away with the top performers, uh, quietly in the background, but going to be, be out there pretty, pretty public, um, with the going pro program pretty soon. Excellent. Excellent. I love that. And so where, where can we go to what's, what's one place you can send our audience to, to learn more about that? Oh, look, I think that the, I'm, I, it's not public yet. So I'm, I'll probably, right. you know, just send them to my LinkedIn. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Dr. Sean Richardson on LinkedIn. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. I love that. So, Hey, we're going to wrap up from here. Thanks so much to our guest, Dr. Sean Richardson for joining us and sharing some wisdom about how he gets things done. If you want to connect with him directly, you can find him on LinkedIn. Dr. Sean Richardson, uh, and uh, whether you're on your morning commute, out in the gym, somewhere in the field, snap a selfie, tag me at JT literally, show me what you do in the do zone. And one more time, if you need a quick injection of cash in your business right now, I've got a free gift for you. Just go to factor1.io, enter your email address. I'll give you immediate access to that. Know this, you are factor one for your own success. Now let's get to work. Hey, thanks for listening to the Do Zone podcast. If you're running a service-based business that's looking to grow this year, let's talk about how we can slingshot you into momentum with a quick injection of cash and sales. Our clients typically see results in as little as seven days. To learn more about what we do, you could go to factor1.io. Once again, that's factor1.io. We'll see you next time.